0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. This week, one of the longest-serving congressmen in Illinois announced he's hanging up his boots.
1: I would not be running for a 16th term.
0: If you followed politics in Chicago and Washington for, oh, about the last three to four decades, you know the voice. That's Democrat Bobby Rush. He's represented parts of the South Side and South suburbs for 30 years. But he says the time has come for him to focus his attention elsewhere. On his family and the church in the Englewood neighborhood, where he's the longtime pastor.
1: For me, I have a higher calling, and I'm answering that higher calling.
0: In the 1960s, Rush was a civil rights activist and organizer. He helped found the Illinois chapter of the Black Panther Party in 1968 and eventually turned to politics. Here to take a look at his work and his impact on Chicago and the nation are two people with insight into his life and career. Delmarie Cobb is a Democratic political consultant. She worked on Rush's first campaign for Congress in the early 90s. Hi, Delmarie. Welcome. Thank you. Also with us is Northeastern Illinois University political scientist Robert Starks. Hi, Professor Starks. Hi, how are you? Doing well. Thanks Hello, for being with Delmarie. us. Del Delmarie. Hi, how are you doing? All right. I'll okay. start with you, Delmarie. Tell me your initial reaction when you first learned that the congressman would retire.
2: Well, I thought it was great that he decided to leave on his own terms and um, to go while he, you know, is still a winner. Uh, one of the reasons I'm sure he decided is that at this point in his life, why take on a hot, hotly contested race when um, he could just as easily say, you know, I've done my my job at the congressional level and now it's time for me to turn my attention back to my community on a local level.
0: Professor Starks.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with uh, Delvaree. I think it was a time, you know, his, he has some health issues uh, as as well as the COVID Uh and so i think he wants to spend more time with his family and again the the the, the district has been redrawn and there are at least uh, by last count and delmarie can correct me on this about 25 people are now standing in line to run for that position <laughs>
0: <laughs> well delmarie you you worked as i mentioned on, on rush's first campaign for congress talk about that transition what what made him decide to go from anti-establishment revolutionary (laughs) to serving in the belly of the beast, if you will, as, as an alderman and and congressman.
2: Well, I think what had a bigger impact on him and his decision-making were two things. One, the fact that Harold Washington was mayor and he wrote in to city council on Harold Washington's coattails. And uh, he was somebody that he admired and also Harold Washington was the congressman from the 1st Congressional District. And the 1st Congressional District has always been larger than life in terms of the people it's, it has sent to Congress, starting with De DePriest, who was the first black congressman after Reconstruction to serve from Chicago, and he also was an alderman. And then you had Ralph Metcalf, and you had William Dawson, And Harold Washington and Bobby Rush. So these have always been larger than life people and big shoes to fill, and I think that's why he felt the impulse to run for Congress. And also his first wife, I mean, his uh, second wife, Carolyn Rush, who died not long ago, a few years back, she was very instrumental in seeing his potential and pushing him to reach it.
0: Professor did his health factor in at all? Is Mr. Rush did battle cancer a few years ago?
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I think that has uh, has figured into his uh decision to leave. But please keep in mind now that he um pushed out uh, Charles Hayes who was the the uh, uh the congressman at the time that he ran uh and we were quite upset about that because he, uh, Congressman Hayes was doing a good job, and of course, uh, Charles uh, Charles Hayes was defeated by Bobby Rush because Bobby Rush had the had the support of the uh, reigning Democratic uh, machine in Chicago. Uh, we were quite upset about that. Well, and then, secondly, we uh, I think I have uh, probably been on the wrong side of Barack Obama. Uh, uh, because of the fact that I supported Bobby in his 2000 uh, re-election against uh, uh, then uh, Barack Obama, who had not been elected to uh, to anything at that point. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Go ahead, Delmarie. No, I was just going to say,
2: I, since I was in that race uh, in 1992, um it was interesting because nobody wanted to uh nobody supported uh bobby at that time and it was interesting because when bobby and carolyn and uh stanley watkins came to my office they asked me what did i think about them uh just, uh, uh about bobby running against charlie hayes And I said, well, you know, if you don't win this time, you'll be front runner next time. Because Charlie Hayes had already said he was only going to run one more term. And Bobby said, well, that's what I thought. Would you do my campaign? And so I did his campaign, and it was 50-50 at the time. I mean, all the way down, it was 50-50 in terms of uh, Bobby's possibilities to win. What changed it is that it was an unfortunate story. That really wasn't a a crime, but many people got upset, and that was the fact that a story broke that the bank... In Congress had been allowing congressmen to write against their potential earnings, their future earnings. And so they were writing checks that they didn't have the money for at the time, but they, the bank could take the money. And that became a front page story on the Tribune two weeks before the election. And that really was the, what turned the tide for I Bobby. See.
0: Well, last I checked, uh, Delmarie, he hasn't named his preference to succeed him. Who might be candidates to replace him? Well, he, ha- he
2: certainly does have someone that he's chosen, and uh, I understand that he's going to announce that person, uh, but you have Alderman Pat Dow, who just moments ago announced that she is going to run for uh, Congress. She's going um, uh, to st- stop her bid to run for Secretary of State and make a, a quick pivot uh, because uh, petitions start next week. And so people are going to have to make a a decision quickly and get their petitions on the street. You've got uh, State Senator Jackie Collins. You've got State Senator Robert Peters. You've got uh, State Senator LG Sims. Uh, So you've got a lot of people who are really thinking about this. And when I did, uh, when Jesse Jr. uh, stepped down, Jesse Jackson Jr. stepped down uh, from Congress, 22 people ran for that position.
0: Wow. We are talking with Delmarie Cobb, a Democratic political consultant, if you're just tuning in. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Also with us is political scientist Robert Starks, professor emeritus from Northeastern Illinois University. And we're discussing the legacy of Congressman Bobby Rush, the Southside Democrat, 75 years young. He announced this week that he's leaving Congress after 30 years. He's going to focus on his community and his church. Uh, Professor, Mr. Rush came into office when Harold Washington was elected in 1983 as uh, mm-hmm. the first Black mayor of the city. Tell us a bit about those years.
1: Well, Bobby Rush came—I uh, was, I, I was the uh, chair of an organization called the Task Force for Black Political Empowerment. And we met in the basement at the Center for Inner City Studies, which is a branch of Northeastern Illinois University in Bronzeville. Uh, The black community in Chicago and Bobby came down with uh, uh, his supporters and asked that we would support him for city council and of course we agreed and of course he went on to win uh, and it was on the impetus as um, Delmarie stated because of the fact that he was uh, a good friend of of Harold Washington he was uh, supported by the black community. He was supported by the Task Force of for Black Public Empowerment. He then uh, expressed a desire to run for the Congress, uh, and uh, we sort of didn't approve of it because we did think that he should uh, support, uh, unseat uh, Charles Hayes. Mm-hmm. But, of course, with the ample support of the, the brilliant uh, political strategist strategies of Marie Cobb he won uh, but uh, he has done a I think a, a good job of representing the first congressional district uh, and of course going on to become a minister which we never thought he would ever do uh,
0: the congressman Also had a share of political and and personal difficulties, though, Professor, uh, from Uh, ethics charges in Congress over office space and tax issues regarding the church. Should those factor into how we view his legacy, though?
1: Oh, I agree. Yes, yes. Uh, We have to look at every aspect of everyone who's running for office or sitting in office. Uh, We cannot gloss over those things. Uh, It's a miracle that he's gotten uh, over those uh, charges because uh, several were very serious, I think. What do you think, uh, Del Were you, it, it, I mean, he did. Him on these?
2: He, he was able to uh, stick it out and uh, last longer than the scandals. And so, uh, and I think part of that was because he continued to do the work, and uh, eventually the work overpowered the scandal.
1: Well, I think also he had the support of the Democratic Party in the state and the county. And remember, in 2019, uh, I mean, well, not uh, he supported um, Richard Daley uh, for mayor. And, Bill Daley. Well, yeah, Bill Daley. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, you know, so he he was he was a part of the Democratic machine, which helped him get over some of those scandals. Absolutely, well, but also ahead.
2: he ran against. Uh, uh, he also ran against Richard Daly, too. Yes, he did. Uh, so yeah, you yes. know, it's, it's been a love hate relationship, in and out.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, he and he says uh, he plans to remain quite active in retirement. He wants to focus full time on leading the church congregation, uh, in a sense. Uh, Delmarie, Mr. Rush, he's really been a part of the soundtrack of our political lives, I would say, you know, from the civil rights movement to Black Lives Matter in uh, this moment of racial reckoning now. How would you say that we should view his place in our progress as a country?
2: Well, one of the things that I said is he was a rebel and he was a rebel to the end. And, of course, as you get older, you do get softer and... um you do start thinking about your legacy. But the bottom line is, when you look at the issues that he has stood for 10 years ago, the fact that he went on the congressional floor in a hoodie uh, to make the point that Trayvon Martin, who was killed, uh, was not a hoodlum because he had on a hoodie. And his most recent legislation that he was pushing was the uh, Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act. He has stayed the course in terms of making sure that he pushed issues that were going to improve the lives of African-Americans.
0: In the 30 seconds we have left, Professor, your final thoughts on Mr. Uh, Rush? I would
1: agree that he he was uh, you know, starting uh, as a member of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee in his early years and then transitioning into the Black Panther Party as a co-founder in, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He has maintained his activist uh, uh, philosophy and worked very hard inside of the Congress to push issues that would support uh, African-Americans, including Black Lives Matter.
0: Mm-hmm. That is political scientist Robert Starks and Delmarie Cobb, who worked on Congressman Bobby Rush's first congressional campaign. Thank you both for sharing your thoughts on this historic figure.